what is going on guys we are back for another episode of the blue crew podcast episode 51 as we start into the second half century as we push on uh, towards the end of the season chelsea have just beaten west ham 1-0 in a huge top four battle uh, which puts the blues in fourth and well we're one point behind leicester in the league although they obviously have a game in hand over us i am joined by my two beautiful co-hosts luca and oj to name them before we start we're in a pretty good mood we've just done the bumper tier list episode um for episode 50 that hopefully you've listened to if not go back and listen to it because it's a huge debate with lots of nostalgia in there as well Mm -hmm. guys how are we doing today good thank you yeah Yeah. very good feeling very good and uh thomas tuchel's tricky blues are providing once more to be just that very tricky yeah very mm. very tricky um obviously the, a, a big three-point dub against southampton yesterday yeah. southampton west ham west ham southampton, southampton. southampton. Oh. i mean they played like southampton they were they, were, they weren't very good uh, they didn't they didn't really trouble us i don't think i think defensively no. again we were very sound yep. yeah that is clean sheet 16 out of 21 games for thomas tuchel a remarkable record it's another win by just the one goal Boring, boring Chelsea it may be, but just getting results. Who cares? Because actually, I thought we played quite well yesterday. Quite let's, well. Let's be honest. It shouldn't have been one 0 It should definitely have been two or three. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there were a few chances that sort of went amiss. Naming, just no names. An all-round, pretty good performance. Yeah. From back to front. I don't. I Mendy so. was never massively troubled. The closest they came was the shot that cannoned off Aspilicueta. Mm-hmm. I just think it was just a sign of how good we look in big games. Well marshalled. 100%. By, by everybody. Yeah. And how good was it to see Timo Werner get on the score sheet? Very good. A big relief, actually, because I think we've we wanted him to score for a very, very long time. And uh, it's finally come against West Ham, but as I'm sure we'll talk about, he could have done... He could have scored a couple more goals if there was certainly one big chance which we'll get on to they've got a few uh few uh pulses going i mean i mean we can talk about it now yeah i think i think burner's the place to start isn't he yeah tom you were angry to say the least yesterday well yeah obviously timo got his goal and we were very happy he missed a couple of chances before the goal um and you were sort of going, oh, here we go. And I think we were all saying, here we go, another sort of Timo performance where he'll get a few chances and, and not really get a goal. But he got the goal. Nice nice cross in by Chilwell. Nice, yeah. nice assist. Great ball into the box. Nice tap in for Timo. Um, gets to half time, into the second half. And up the other end, what happens, Tom? Well, it's Matt Mount's shot because... Mount turned into prime Lampard slash Bruno Fernandez and started peppering peppering the uh, peppering Fabianski's goal from all over, which I love to see Mason Mount doing. His shot obviously is saved by Fabianski, and then Werner just should just tap in the rebound on his weak foot for two 0 and he and he misses. Here we go. We were having the debate probably about five minutes before Werner actually scored. Yeah. And overall. I didn't think Werner had a bad game yesterday. I thought he was quite good. I thought he was all right, actually. Um, it, it was a typical Timo Werner performance, even when he doesn't score. A few chances, 
nothing too serious. Like he had uh, the one-off target in the first half, the half volley. He, like he made good runs. I thought he held the ball up fairly well. We offered good runs when we didn't feed him. He scores the goal. Well done, brilliant. That's exactly what we need him to do. That miss, you just, I don't care who you are. You've got to score that goal. I don't care how unconfident you are. You've got to score that. He has to. That goal could have been the difference between us getting three points, getting one point, getting no points, and could be the difference between us getting top four or not. You can't do that. And I was saying to you, OJ, that I'd be... I'm not sure how I feel about Werner playing midweek against Real Madrid. Because on the one hand, Real Madrid will probably press us and we might be on the back foot for a fair bit. So Werner's sort of counter-attack could be huge. But on the other hand, he's not the most reliable in front of goal. He's not the... Havertz is more reliable in front of goal than him. Mount is more reliable in front of goal than him. Probably Ziyech is probably more reliable. He's not probably in the top five most reliable people in front of goal. And he's your striker. I don't know how I feel about that. It's not right, is it, really? That Havertz is more reliable than Werner. We certainly haven't brought Havertz in to to cover for Werner when he's been pretty poor, let's be honest. But I don't know, Havertz can play out front. He can he can score goals. He's proved that recently. But you just... you Yeah, as Tom said, there is literally zero excuse for Timo Werner missing. Even when he's got... Even when he's got no confidence. That That's a shot that you have to put away whatever foot you use like there's no there's no excuses and it's it's con- it's concerning but he has scored which is a relief so it's not as bad as it would be if he hadn't scored the winning goal but yeah it's not it's not good it's not a good look so he he got voted man of the match by the the fans on twitter which I did not think was too deserving i think people were just very felt really just wanted to give him some kind of sympathy for just missing that chance but yeah it's it's not good enough really isn't it like support your players, obviously. Never go to abusive levels to it. But I don't think we need to wrap Timo Werner up in cotton wool here. The boy scores forty goals a season for Leipzig over the last like three seasons. I don't care about his twenty-three goals and assists this season. He's been pretty shoddy. He's not been good. He's made us look worse as a team. He's been very, very hard to play with. His first touch is poor. It's not good enough. His finishing is poor. It's not good enough. You can't wrap that up any other way, in my opinion. He's not been good enough. I don't care how many goals and assists he's got, he's not been good enough. And when you get to the latter stages, we're in an FA Cup final, we've got five more Cup finals in the league still to play, and we've got a Champions League semi-final. You can't afford to be missing those chances. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, you said your piece. I think um, it's, it's very... Like you said, is it what we're missing? I think it was. Um, I think you said this yesterday, Tom. That we're we're missing a a clinical striker, just an out and out striker. It's very strange. I don't think we, you know, we say ever since Drogba left. I mean, Costa. Even even since Costa went, we we sort of haven't had anyone there that we can really rely on for goal scoring. No, because he was too busy scoring goals for West Brom, Everton, and Manchester United, and he's now playing in Italy. It's it's. Look, I mean, I think that we need to um, just look at it how it is. Like you said, Tom, we've got uh, every game until from now until the end of the season is 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 massive. It's is every game, 
is is big. Um, not only for top four, but for Champions League, obviously FA Cup as well. If we want to succeed in this season, someone needs to step up that isn't Mason Mount going forward on the pitch. Someone needs to do something, right? Is that answer Timo Werner? Maybe. Looks like probably not, if I'm being completely honest. But is that answer Tammy Abraham? No, definitely not. Because he's shown this season that he can't hit a barn door with a shovel. Even though he's our top goal scorer, which still baffles me. And now Werner's level with him, so at least we can put that debate-ish to bed slightly. Is it Olivier Giroud? Probably not. Because his hold-up play, yes, is whilst that is decent, that's not what you want in a cup final, in a Champions League semi-final. Probably too slow. So then what do Chelsea, what do we go for? That's, uh, that's the thing. What What is the plan uh, going gonna start, forward? We're going to start relying on our wingers again. Who also, with Hazard. Who also, unless Pulisic what, starts so, scoring so goals. Unless Pulisic starts actually playing. Yeah. Then, just, I mean, yeah, look, he yeah he scored two goals against. That's just, it's, it's, if you look at our big chances missed this season, yeah, there's an extra 10 goals there. Those extra 10 goals, we're clean through in top four. We're comfortably probably in third with those extra 10 goals. I just... It's so, so frustrating. Because obviously you don't buy Timo Werner thinking he's going to miss all of these chances. Not all of them anyway. Like we, From what we know from him in Leipzig, he wasn't clinical exactly, but he scored a lot of goals. He gets a lot of chances. He's had a lot of chances here. And he looks terrible in build-up play still. We've just got really high standards. And when it comes to a top-four game like it is and Champions League semi-final like it is in midweek, we need him to score goals. And yet, great, he's got the most assists in the squad. Brilliant. That That's extra. I think he's won like seven penalties as well or whatever. Brilliant. Fair play. We love it. Score goals, Timo. Score, score the goals. Stop missing these open goals because it's inexcusable. That hit The question that I want to ask you guys is, are you playing Timo against Real Madrid? And also, where are you playing him against Real Madrid? Even though he scored against West Ham, missed that massive chance. I don't really know if you can. Because this is a Champions League semi-final, let's not forget. First one in a very long time against a very, very good team who, let's not beat around the bush, they they know what they're doing when it comes to Champions Leagues. And you're going to need somebody who you know is going to score against them. I don't know if Timo Werner's that guy. If right now he's feeling very, very confident to to, to score goals against Real Madrid. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of pressure if he did start, but I just, I don't think he should start. But then again, who who else do you start up front? Havertz. Havertz didn't play on. Havertz didn't play yesterday. Was Tuchel maybe thinking about starting him? He might start Werner out wide, but he probably won't. Let's be real. Well, well, we know Mount is going to take up one of the three. Yeah. Attacking spots. I just don't see him. I just don't see Werner playing. I think Havertz will start ahead of him. So then, do you play Werner and say? Here you go, you scored your goal. Going behind. It's such a big ask. It's it is a very big ask to have a man that's to start a man that's missed a very, very good opportunity. In in what is a crucial game 
to go into another crucial game and expect him to score. That's what I'm, I know what I'm trying to say is, can you can you put a man in that's under a lot of pressure to score after he's missed such a big opportunity? For me, no. Like, normally, I would say you play Timo Werner or because he scored a goal and he's going to be a threat. And maybe our best front three could be Werner, Havertz, Mount. But then on the same side, how good was Pulisic in the second leg against Porto, drawing fouls all the time on the counter-attack? He was brilliant. Pulisic was also quite decent yesterday, although he didn't didn't create loads. He, he was pretty good while he was on the pitch. Honestly, we don't really know what's going to happen. But if Timo Werner scores that second, that debate is put to bed. He's starting. And this is the sort of decision that he's giving. He's still giving us a decision. He's got 23 goals and assists here, and there's still an argument against him being in the team. We can't be making these kinds of decisions at this point in the season. He, we still can't be debating whether or not he starts. And and it's down to him because he's not scored the goals. He's yeah. not been good enough. It's all Even with 23 goals and assists, and we're still saying we need more from you because you've not been good enough. That that We shouldn't be having that debate. This time of the season, with such big games left, when people around us have much easier fixtures, not, not they say not every fixture's easy, but when you look at what games the other teams have got, it's just... It's just not great, is it really? Like, OJ, do you not think Pep Guardiola sat there looking at his team going, which, which of these guys do I play? Because they're all so good. There was, there's a space for all of them. Like, Mares doesn't seem to play loads in the Premier League, but then puts him straight into a Champions League semi-final. He trusts him with, like, he trusts his life on him. Jesus the same, Sterling the same, Aguero undoubtedly the same when he comes in, Foden the same. Tuchel's probably sat it looking at his front three thinking, just prodding them with a stick going, do something, score a goal. I think uh, it's 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 hard for Timo. I think you look at um, look. I think for Real Madrid, it's, it's uh, you look at the the players that they've got at the back, who they're going to be who they're going to be starting. I think Tuchel's going to look at them rather than look at us. Uh, I know that he's he's very like oh I don't really care who we play, but I think like Real Madrid split Liverpool apart defensively. It was like sort of balls over the top or like a long ball, quick player in behind, bang. I don't think we'll let that happen to us, but I think that is something that we could do to them. Um, and is Werner going to be a big part of that? For me, I I can see here I. For me, it's it's one of two, and it's it's either Werner or Pulisic. I think so you, you think Werner's playing on the wing. I I it, I think it's possible. I think I would probably see. I think I would probably. I mean, look, Ramos is playing, isn't he? So, or is he not fit? I don't think he's playing. I think he's out. There's I, a couple of. Thought, there's quite a few players. I know Valverde's out. I thought it was Ramos. Turned out he was fit. I'm not entirely sure. You know what? But there, there is, there is a couple of players that said would that were said wouldn't play, but are back. Like Mendy, I think's back. Mendy will play. Cruz was rumored to be out, but he's playing. Hazard's gonna play probably. It's like it's frustrating because after. Okay, right. So he's not. He's gonna be out. So look, I think. You either start Pulisic or you start Werner. I don't think you start both. Yeah. I think Pulisic is probably 
like you said, Tom, if he plays like he played against Porto, he's the best player. Um, well, sorry, the be- the better player of the two. Um, I just want to see. I want. I don't mind Werner if he plays Werner like Pulisic against Porto. But is is Werner going to do that? Because he can't dribble out of tight spaces. He just offers more in behind. It's just always that constant threat of Real Madrid's defence just going. If we step up one step too far, Chelsea get a counter attack. We've seen it before. Yeah, in behind that's Bern- what we saw Bern- against there. Porto and against Liverpool and against Atletico Madrid. That's what I think. I think yeah. back to that Liverpool game, and you think, I don't think so Real Madrid will Vin- be Vinicius. as Real Madrid. Yeah, won't be as stupid, but I think Werner, that threat will always be there, which is obviously brilliant. Because you, you, so you can imagine him. In, you can literally envisage him in behind taking advantage. But it's that question of trust, basically. Yeah. And this is what's annoying, because after beating West Ham 1-0, he scored a goal. It should all be sunshine, daisies and happiness. And yet we're still here, like, well, do we or don't we? Because that risk is there. Because we've seen the two sides of the team over Ernie yesterday. We saw the goal scoring. We we saw the hold-up play at the start of that move was brilliant. In general, he was good. But then we've seen the dark side of him. We've that seen, you cannot afford to have come out in a Champions League semi-final that we've seen too many times this season. We've seen the Dr. Jekyll and we've seen the Mr. Hyde. We have. And that, as I say, that's where the trust comes in. Somebody that we all do trust at the moment, though, Ben Chilwell. thought yeah. he was fantastic yesterday. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. S- rapid start to life at Chelsea. Dipped over Christmas like everyone. Was in and out of the team under Tuchel at the start. And here he is back in the team. And he's starting to play like the £50 million left-back that we brought that we liked. How good is it for the team that Ben Chilwell's in there? Superb, I think. I mean, when, when he came in, I don't think anybody, any of us thought he'd be our starting left wing-back in April. Let's be real. Under, I don't... Under a different manager. <laughs> exactly. And uh, just excellent. Now I've genuinely, I've changed my tune a lot, but he, he is now the starting left wing-back. As I said, I think, I think I said it yesterday. Whenever, whenever, um, whenever Marcos Alonso plays, well, a few months ago, yeah, when Marcos Alonso played left wing back, he looked left wing back. He was very, very good, and I was like, oh, it's going to be hard for Chilwell to sort of take his place at left wing back. But now Chilwell's starting to play, and he's looking very, very good, very threatening. Marcos Alonso, sad, sadly, because when he's played at left wing back, he's been really good. It's been good to see, but. He just looks like a very average player, and I think Ben Chilwell has just risen to the east, said to himself, right, this is a position that I'll need to learn very quickly how to defend and attack well in this position. Mm-hmm. And he's done that superbly, like brilliant. I think he's been excellent. I think we were worried, wasn't, weren't we? Not not worried. Chilwell's just the all-round player, isn't he? There was a bit of uncertainty. He's not rapid. He's not incredible going forward. He's not Reese James. No. And he's not incredible at the back. He's not Rhys James. He's just good at both. You know, he's all right. He's got, and I, I hate this, especially for defenders, but he's got 10 goals and assists this season. Mm-hmm. And he's been, not flawless, but good. Pretty decent. Pretty good. Yeah. Defense, yeah. Very good defensively, mm-hmm. especially in the last games. It's not like Trent, yeah, where you sit there and you think, or, or Robertson to some extent, where you sit there and you think, well, if they're not getting you a goal and assist, they're only going to cost you at the other end. For Chilwell, he is very much, and Alonso the same, Alonso specifically the same. Chilwell, it's like, if he doesn't get you a goal or an assist, it's fine, because he's going to be solid, and he has been solid for so long now. It's been so impressive. He's played some huge games. 
huge games. And Real Madrid's going to be a different test. It's going to be the hardest game of his career, yeah. more than likely. But he stepped up to it. What did he pocket Raheem Sterling the other day in the uh, in the FA Cup semi-final? Yeah, yeah. He's really stepping up, and it's, mm-hmm. this is what we thought Chilwell was going to happen. But it's been really good just to see it in the team. And another player, which I am eager now actually to praise, Jorginho. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been good for a number of games now. I think I think Jorginho is a strange one because we, we, we've seen his ups and downs this season. I mean, the downs are pretty big, but the ups, like the game against West Ham, really good, very, very strong. Um Obviously, no Kovacic. Maybe that's it. Genuinely, I don't know whether that's what it is, but maybe it's not having Kovac. If if Kovacic isn't there, sort of directing play more than Jorginho by running everywhere with the ball, maybe Jorginho has more space with Kante to sort of think about his movement, think about where he's going to position himself. I think there's a time and a place, isn't there, for all of them? Like. In big games, Kante's going to play all of them. Yeah, We've seen Jorginho well, yeah, and Kovacic play yeah. absolutely brilliantly together. Yeah. We've seen them play terribly together. Yeah. Now, yesterday, especially towards the end of the first half, we were starting to see the flaws of yesterday's team. Aspilicueta at wing-back was high. No one wanted to give him the ball. Yeah. He's not quick enough, not good enough on the ball to be a wing-back. We know that. That's fine. Um, and we weren't being at all progressive. The ball was sort of coming to Jorginho and Kante and we weren't going forward particularly well. It was quite stop and start and not amazing. And unless Mount or Pulisic did much with the ball in the final third, we weren't really creating anything. But against Real Madrid, the way that Jorginho can dictate a game, again, if if the forwards were doing their job, there wouldn't be too much problem. And Aspilicueta is not going to play wing back against Real Madrid. So we could have Rhys James, who's obviously a lot more of an attacking threat. I just thought Jorginho was superb yesterday. Um, even if I got frustrated at the fact that we weren't creating much, I just thought he did he did a really, really, really good job. I think there's still definitely a place for Kovacic to play. We we all we've all seen Kovacic and Kante rip 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 teams apart, you know. Um Liverpool specifically. Um Atletico Madrid together. Incredible. We're blessed at that point now that any of them can play. It is mad, isn't it? How we see Kovacic and Kovacic playing yeah. really, really well, and then he gets, and then he gets injured. Did you say Kovacic and Kovacic. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, 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 no, no. They're keeping that in. Well, <laughs> I just heard you go. Did I? Yeah, you went. It's it's mad, isn't it? How we we're seeing Kovacic and Kovacic play so well together. Oh, bollocks. Right. <laughs> anyway, I'll start again. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? How, how you see Kovacic and Kanti or Kovacic and Jorginho playing so well together, one of the two, and then he gets he gets injured, and Jorginho comes in, plays unbelievably, and we're all saying, "Oh, it's going to be excellent when uh, when Kovacic comes back in. He's gonna he's just going to bring back this this uh, this he's going to bring back this ability that Kovacic and uh, that Kante and Jorginho don't have, which is progressing the ball forward yeah. and just." turning defenders and whatnot and now you're thinking you can't see him getting back into the team which is a shock really I mean isn't it Kante I think it was like what was it like the 93rd minute 
got the ball back and just took on like four defenders. He just started running. He just started running, and I was like, "Oh my god, look at him go!" But no, he was. Um, he, 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 I think he did take on about three defenders. Just he was doing like stepovers. I was like, "Jesus yeah. Christ, who is this?" I just think the positive right now of the team, and this is this is the Tuchel effect, is we genuinely do not really have a clue who's going to play. Mendy's going to play. More than likely, Rudiger will play. Reese James will play nine times out of ten. Mason Mount starts. So what's that? Mendy, Rudiger, James, Mount, Kante when fit. Five. Other than that, for the other six positions, Chilwell six. There you go. For the other five positions, there could be so many different combinations. I mean, we've got maybe in our heads, we want maybe Kante and Kovacic in the midfield too. But really, if it's Jorginho and Kovacic, fine. You miss Kante, it's a big miss, but we... You, you trust that they'll do a job. Mm-hmm. If in defence you have Christmas in the middle, Ch- Silver on the left, if you've got any combination, basically. Because yesterday was the first time we'd seen Rudiger, Christensen and Silver in a back three together because Azpilicueta was right wing back. Another clean sheet. Mm. They're all fine. Yeah. We wondered if Christensen would be able to do it at right centre-back. Well, he can. Those two played really well together. Arguably our best two on the ball defenders. I wonder if, we, I wonder if Dave won't play against Real Madrid. I'd be surprised. But I wonder if that's something he's thinking about going with two ball, more ball-playing centre-backs. I wonder. Those options are there. The front three, so flexible. We've got so many options. Yeah. It's still almost impossible to pick a team because you just don't know. And I love it. I mean, like, well, Thiago Silva got injured and we were like, well, oh, he's not coming back into the team. It's going to take him a while. But he's he has slotted in at times and he's looked pretty good. So Kovacic yeah. could come back in. But as Tom said, it's there's so many different combinations we could use that we really are blessed, I think. Yeah, the, the depth is coming through. This depth that we wanted under Lampard, which wasn't there because players were isolated, weren't in form, weren't being played. We never saw it, but we're seeing it now. Players week in, week out, getting game time. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Score predictions to finish off, because we are shattered. Yeah. I am knackered. I, was, I haven't eaten today, and it's it's 20 to 4. So, <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. I am, I'm a hungry boy. Um, Score. A bit low on energy, but uh, we move. I'm here to talk about Chelsea, and we love talking about Chelsea. So, score predictions uh, for Madrid. Away leg first, I believe. I, I'm going to say one nil to Chelsea. I don't think it will be high scoring. No. I think it will be end to end, but not high scoring. I think it will be a little bit like Porto, where both teams have decent chances, but Chelsea will edge. Edge it out one nil, and I'll give it to uh, Cristiano Pulisicinio, dude. Whoa! What was that? What, <laughs> the, what was that? Um, can we can we cut that bit out? No, nope, we're keeping that. No, we're as keeping well. that. All right, uh, that's fine. Cristiano Pulisic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right, this this is now a game where I'm thinking. Right, I've been so, I've said clean sheets galore, win central, for many months now. And uh, Luke, I think there's no way he's changing his positive attitude. No, no, positive. I think we'll win. Okay. We probably, I think, they will score. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Heaven, heaven forbid, I change my positive attitude. You know, like, come on, let's let's be real here. I'm gonna go two, two one to us. You think we'll get two away goals? Uh, yeah. Two away goals would be big, wouldn't it? Guarantee it ourselves into the final. Yeah. No, not quite. Right. <laughs> oh, no. right. Let's not get too carried. I'm going to go for a one-all draw and with an away goal, 
that's a good result, I think. You, you, if you offered that to Thomas Tuchel, I think he'd take it. Get a goal. Get an away goal. Yeah. A goal is the most important thing. Yeah. Get an away goal. Mm-hmm. One all is a million and a half times better than nil-nil. Yeah. On that double tammy. On that double tammy. Thank you for listening. Sorry if this Thank has you. been short, mumbly, whatever. Not made much sense, but we're very, very tired. <laughs> we are. We're knackered. And on that knackered tammy. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.